1910, we're halfway through our Live Out Loud summer series. And today, Pastor Jason has a fresh word on how we can live out our faith as believers. We hope you felt challenged and inspired by this series to represent Jesus above anyone or anything else. We're praying for you. We love you. And we cannot wait to see what God does in your heart through this sermon. Hey, I want you to stand on your feet, and I want you to welcome your pastor to the stage. Welcome, Pastor Jason. Well, good morning, church family. You guys doing well? Pray that you've had a great week, and uh, I'm excited that we can be together and, and once again sharpen each other. Hey, listen, I, I hope that when you gather in this house, we, we pray several things. First of all, that, that you would feel love and acceptance. Uh, but more importantly, we, we also hope that you experience the presence of God. And I know that after our singing every week, I mean, if, if this is one of the easiest jobs in all of Kendall County is to preach at 1910 Church. But our greatest prayer for you today is that you will encounter the presence of the living God. Because here's the deal. He's the one that brings transformation. He's the one that's gonna give us the power to live out these things that we talk about. And uh, so I'm excited that you're here and I pray that you will experience the presence of God. We're gonna continue in this summer series we're in called Live Out Loud. We are we are looking at how we can take our faith that many of us profess to have and how can we put it on display for people in our culture to see. We've been talking about our world is in desperate need for the power and the presence of Jesus. And that role and responsibility rests on you and I as believers in Christ. His spirit has been placed within us, and in turn, we're to let him out. We're to let the spirit of Christ uh, be manifested and visualized through the lives that we live. And so no doubt, you guys have been doing things this summer to, to encourage people and to share your faith with them and to just step into a time of need in crisis. So I'm excited about the stories that we're hearing and will continue to hear as we journey together. Let me ask you a question today. What command in the Bible is difficult for you to live out? You know, the Bible gives us a, a, some, some ways of living and, and you need to understand that we believe that, that the, the things that, that are outlined in Scripture, the way God commands us to live and, and even modeling our lives after the life of Jesus, that is the best way to enjoy life, but to also that's the best life you can possibly live. But let's just be real. There's some, are, are there some commands and things that we're called to do that are, that are hard for you to live by, you know? Uh, maybe one might be it's, it's hard to really forgive people, right? How many times should we forgive? Lord, that was the question that, they, that Peter asked Jesus. Well, 70 times seven. Whoa, maybe that's a hard one for you. Or, or, or maybe the command to, um, uh, to, to, to tithe, to give the first fruits of, of, of your, your monies, the things you make. Maybe for some of you, that's a difficult command to live out and, and, and obey, right? Whoa. There are some things in Scripture that for many of us, that just they're struggles. 
and they're hard to live out. I, I, I'm going to share one with you today that, 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 that might just take the cake. It might be the one that, that could be the most difficult for us to live out. And, and, and it's this, this command that, that, that we're given to, to live at peace. Wow. To live at peace. Peace is, is, is hard for, for so many in our culture today to, to live out and to live in, right? Uh, uh, it, it, we live in such a chaotic time. We live in a crazy world. And it just seems like this idea of peace, man, and, and, and Scripture speaks to that. And, and, but it's just, for some of us, is it even possible? Is it can it even be a reality? Some of us are longing for maybe some peace in our lives and in our world today. I, I think culture is screaming and looking for peace. The first church that I served in ministry was in the panhandle of Texas. And, and there was an older gentleman in our church. And every time he prayed, he would pray this. He would pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I didn't know necessarily what that meant at that time. And so I'm thinking, what does it mean to have pray for the peace of Jerusalem? Well, now that I'm a little bit older and understand some of the events and things that are happening in Jerusalem and having experienced it that, in fact, just recently with many of you from our congregation, uh, we, we, we know that, 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 that this area that is probably the, 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 the most... Um, home base for us as Christians here on planet earth is if there's a piece of dirt, it would be Israel. That would be our, our earthly home. But, but we know that, that even though it's such a holy place, we know that there's this constant living on the edge. There's this lack of peace. And some of you like that today, your life could maybe be characterized and labeled as you're living on the edge. You're longing for something to just bring some peace, some calm. You're, you're longing for something that will just settle the things that are going on in your life. Our world is like that, is it not? You can't turn on the local news. You can't read the newspaper, whether that be hard copy. Do we, we still read hard copy newspapers or maybe online, right? You, but you're, you're, you just see that there's a lack of peace, chaos, and turmoil. Many people in our culture are looking for personal inner peace. We know that, that anxiety and worry and fear has just overtaken so many people. In fact, maybe even some of you here today listening to this message, it's something that's gripped you. In fact, billions and billions of dollars are being spent on anxiety medicines and, and therapy in our culture today. Why? Because we, we all just need a little peace. We all long for that. Maybe today you're here and you say, man, could you just give me something? Well, I'm glad you're here because I do believe that the Holy Spirit wants to maybe speak something in your life that just might move you forward. But you need to understand God desires for you to live in peace. But let's just be real and honest. It's hard, is it not? Just as it is hard to forgive others. And just as it is hard to give that first 10% of my very best to God, knowing that he's going to take care of us, it's hard. And this idea of living in peace is a difficult thing. But I think all of us would say, man, 
I really need a word in relation to this topic today. You see, for some of us, enough is never enough. We're frustrated with our jobs. We're frustrated in relationships. Our home is not enough. And <coughs> excuse me, we wish we had more and or maybe lived in a different area. We're just enough is not enough. And there's this constant pursuit of of next, there's this constant pursuit of, I just need to add something that will just settle things for me and bring me peace. But the problem is so many of us are like that little hamster in the wheel that we used to have in cages in our bedrooms, right? And we feel like that hamster, we're running, running, running harder, harder, harder. We, we feel like if we just run faster and do more, and that's going to get us somewhere. But the reality is we're just like that hamster. We're not getting anywhere, but we're running at a feverish pace. Where is the peace? So, someone has said that, that, that peace is, is the absence of turmoil. Is, is that really even possible in our world today? I mean, is it even really possible to, to live in a world where there is a lack of turmoil? I don't believe so. In fact, I don't think that, that peace necessarily just means a, a lack of turmoil, but, but I would say that I believe that personal inner peace means for us that there's a, a lack of satisfaction with, with God. And I think that that might just be the root for some of us here today. And listen, this is a problem and a struggle even for those of us who would call ourselves a Christian, a Christ follower. Hey, just because I prayed a prayer and I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life and save me, that does not insulate me. It doesn't, God doesn't place some sort of iron dome over me that protects me from turmoil and anxiety and fears and some worries, Right? I mean, it doesn't make us immune. In fact, Jesus says in John 16, in this world, you will have trouble. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Just bring it on. No, but that's reality. But he would say, but I want to encourage you. I want you to take heart. I want you to be of courage because I've overcome that. The reality of it today is I want you to see this. If you will let God in and if you will let Jesus be Jesus in your life, peace is available for all of us. It's available if we will let God be God. Are you satisfied in him? Are you walking in relationship with him? Are you maintaining that? In fact, if I could kind of give us a, a definition of peace today, I, I want us to look at it from that perspective, that, that peace requires maintaining a relationship with God. You see, you may have asked Jesus Christ to come into your life and be Lord and Savior, but today you're still in turmoil. And I would question and ask you, hey, to what level are you allowing that power within you, the very presence of God called his Holy Spirit? To what level are you allowing the Holy Spirit to be involved in your turmoil, in that confusion, 
that thing you're fearful about, that anxiety that's weighing you down, to what level are you maintaining that relationship with God? You know, the Bible is filled with this idea of peace. Jesus speaks to it on several occasions. In fact, Jesus says in John chapter 14, he says to his followers, he says, I'm gonna leave you peace. Peace I leave with you. Even after his resurrection and, and, and the first time of meeting his disciples and bringing them together, those are the very few first words that he mentions to them. He says, peace be to you. We know that Jesus claimed to be the Prince of Peace. We know that the Bible is called the Gospel of Peace. We, we, we know that peace is one of, a part of the fruit of the Spirit, right? In fact, we even know that even Old Testament prophecies in, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7, a verse that we look at every holiday season, every Christmas season, we know that Isaiah even spoke of this one Jesus that would come and bring peace, as he says, of the increase of his government and of the rule of his peace. There will be no end. And so if it's something that our world is in desperate need of and we long for, every one of us in this room today would just say, I could just use a little bit more of that in my life. And if we know that, that, that Jesus offers that, he calls himself that, if we know that it's one of the fruit, it's a part of the fruit of the spirit that, that is cultivated in us, and if we know that peace is available to us, if we will just maintain relation, how can we then, how can we develop the peace of God? I, I, I love that Jesus calls himself, one of his, the names of God is Jehovah Shalom. And that means the God, our peace. You see, just as we talked about last week that God is love, you also need to know that he is shalom. And he desires to be peace in your life. And he gives that as we maintain our relationship with him. So if I can today, may I just give you a couple of things that I think are key. Key things for us to develop in us. Key things that are important for us in, in maintaining this relationship with God. And as I maintain that relationship with him, then peace is available. Peace comes in. Keep in mind, we all will experience difficulties. We all will have times of turmoil. There will be those times of worry and things. But those things do not have to control and dominate. And if we'll just let... Jehovah Shalom, come in. A couple of practical takeaways today that I wanna share with you that if you want to develop peace and live at peace in your life, even when adversity strikes and difficulties come, and they will, I wanna encourage you today, first of all, to pray. I think prayer is an incredible usherer in of peace in our lives. In fact, can I just read to you what it says in Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray 
about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Verse 7 says, then you will experience, there it is, God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Don't miss that last part. There's peace that comes in. There's peace that guards my heart and mind as I do what? As I live in Christ Jesus. Remember I talked about maintaining relationship. You see, as I live in Christ Jesus, a a, a result of that is this very thing that many of us long for today. Peace. Peace. I, I, I love what, what, what Paul says here. He says, hey, hey, hey what would happen if, if instead of you just constantly worrying or being living in fear or, or, or letting anxiety control, hey, instead of that, what would happen if you might just begin to pray? What would your life look like instead of worrying about an outcome or, 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 or thinking that that that, that Peace is, is unavailable and unattainable. What would your life look like? Paul is encouraging us here. He says, why don't you just pray? In fact, he starts out, instead of worrying about it, why don't you just pray about it? And so maybe today for someone, your takeaway might be this, that whenever you start to worry, why don't you just stop and pray? Instead of letting it dominate us and control us and bring us down and worry and fear and anxiety, we'll do that. That's why so many of us are medicated. That's why so many of us are in therapy. And I'm not saying that medications and therapy are, are, are not important, right? Because I believe that God works through those things as well. But what if we really elevated our prayer life? What, what, what if it, when that first sign of adversity or, or a hurtful, negative, painful thought came, what, what if we were to just stop, as Paul would say here, and begin to pray about it? The old hymn that I grew up singing in my church was, was talked about taking our worries and cares to the Lord in prayer. Are you weak and heavy laden? Are you loaded with a world of, you know, whatevers? What would happen if we would begin to take those things to God in prayer? Listen, if I believe that God is who he says he is and he can do what he says he can do, if I believe that he is the ultimate and the God of all things, why would I not think, hey, God, can I just... Can I bring something to you right now that I'm just dealing with? You know, God sees things and he knows things and he already has outcomes that we can't even imagine. Scripture says he wants to do far more than we can ever dream of or imagine, right? So what would happen if maybe just your first step instead of worrying more, being afraid more, Letting anxiety really continue to control and down. What if you stopped and prayed? 
I'm telling you, I believe that there's incredible, incredible value and gift awaiting you if you will just stop and pray. Not only pray, but, but what would happen if we really begin to get in God's word and trust God's word more? You, you guys, if you've been with me any amount of time, you, you, you know I always kind of, I don't joke about it, but I do remind us often, hey, do you believe the Bible? And, hey, do you even read your Bible? What would happen if we begin to really read God's word, but trust God's word? Hey, look what it says in the book of Psalm chapter 119. Psalm chapter 119, verse 165, it says this. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. Stumble. I started by asking you some of the commands in the Bible that might be hard for you to understand, but we know what God's word calls us to, but do we really obey those things that we read about in Scripture? It's interesting that David probably wrote these words, and, and all throughout the book of Psalm, David would, would write things like this. How can a young man keep his way pure? What's well, by living according to your word? In fact, it's in this very chapter. David would say this in this very same chapter, that, 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 that thy word have I hidden in my heart. Not only that I might not sin against you, God, right? Listen, can you imagine how God's instruction would help us when we face adversity? Or when you come to that edge of the cliff and you're wondering, what am I going to do? Or when you're, when you're seeking an outcome and, and, or you're a situation to shift and change a little bit, what might happen if we live out what one, verse 165 says? Do we love God's instructions? It says here that if you do, you will have great peace. It's this imagery here of God's word causing us not to stumble as well. That sounds like a pastor's answer to you, right? Pray and trust the word of God, right? But the teaching is really simple here. That if we love God and obey his instructions, we will have great peace. Listen, I want to encourage you to, to press in. And these are two basic things when it comes to maintaining that relationship with God. Do you take things to the Lord in prayer? Do, 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 do you get in the word and, and look for answers to, to whatever you're dealing with in life. And I'm telling you, there's, there's probably not a situation. Now, it may not be to the minutia and the exact detail that you're going through right now. But, but I'm telling you, you have relationship issues and struggles. Is there some, some turmoil there? There's answers to that in Scripture. Financial issues, issues with 
bosses or those in authority in your life? Answers to that are in God's word. Hey, what about struggles or difficulties with maybe a child? I believe that there's a word for you today in God's word. And above all those things, I mean, God wants to speak to us. And as we humble ourselves and press in and, and, and call out to him, I'm telling you, well, he speaks to us. He says to us, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And so maybe just today, the reason you're not at peace it's maybe we're not really pursuing the Lord in, in relationship like he desires. Are you satisfied in God? Are you satisfied with your relationship and, and where you're at with him? Or maybe just today through just a couple of steps of praying more and, and trusting God's word, maybe, maybe that might just shift a situation that you're in today peace of God. And just because you're in Christ, listen, these are still two things that ought to be a, a part of your daily regiment. I'm going to pray and I'm going to be in the word of God because I believe that it gives life. Wow. I have a challenge for you this week. Maybe something for you to consider. Maybe for some of you, the challenge, first of all, is just for you to, to, to pray and get in the word of God. And maybe, that, maybe I've got three challenges for you. That's one and two. But, but maybe here's a third one here. I want to challenge you this week to step into a chaotic situation and usher in peace. Maybe that's a personal situation, but more importantly, maybe it's a situation that you're aware of in the world around you. What would happen if we were to step into that situation and bring peace? Now, before you think, oh, come on now. Listen, I'm not saying that you're going to be the one that ushers in and brings in the peace, but I'm saying as you step into that, you're going to usher in the one. His name is Jehovah Shalom that can bring peace. But make no mistake about it. I believe he's wanting to use every one of us in this room and watching us maybe online today. I believe he wants to use you to usher in his presence. You know, that's what we all are in this room. Do you know that we're ushers? We're ushers. Meaning that when we step into the chaos of the world around us, we're an usher because we have the potential to usher in the very presence of the one who brings peace. Listen, signing a peace treaty doesn't always bring peace because countries or individuals oftentimes renege and go against that. Just saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work harder to bring in peace. And, and that might work for a brief moment, but it's not lasting. But what is lasting? 
is the God of peace. He is Jehovah Shalom. In fact, today, before I let you go, I just want to ask you, because I believe that there may be someone in this very room that is personally dealing with some chaos. Have you ever let Jehovah Shalom come into your life? That's where you need to start today. And then once you take that step and receive him as God and Lord over your life, then you have the potential to, well, just look at situations around you through different lenses. You see, you're going to see things the way he sees them. And make no mistake about it, God's heart hurts with the state of our world today. God never created war God didn't even ever intend for any of us to ever die. God's desire is not that you have relationship struggles and issues and, 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 and that you have financial. Now listen, those are all byproducts of something called sin. And that's the very reason Jesus came. So today as our band comes and begins to lead us, maybe today the the first step you need to take in order to receive peace is to allow the Prince of Peace into your life. And Father, that's my prayer today is that we would allow you, Jehovah Shalom, to take over us and to fill us with your presence so that then, God, as we live the rest of our lives and we encounter chaos and hurt destruction that is all around us, we will be best prepared for peace to prevail. Father, I pray that we would do whatever we can to maintain the relationship with you. God, may we be people of prayer and people of the word. And Father, I pray that the peace of God will rule and reign. It's in your name we pray.